0: All right, so from one team at the absolute apex that you could possibly be to a team that is um, having some identity issues, I think would be putting it uh, politely, and that is the Atlanta Hawks, a team of which you are very familiar, doing their pre, half, and post every single game that you can hear on 92.9 The Game. So on Friday, Sam Amick, the great writer for The Athletic and USA Today, Drops uh, an article that was very lengthy, very detailed, got quotes from a lot of important people inside and outside the organization. Bottom line being, he detailed uh, Travis Schlenk's exit from the organization how the power structure is now, and what are the troubles that present themselves both off and on the court for Trey Young and Nate McMillan and DeJounte Murray and John Collins as they all try to continue to gel and make this thing work and get out of the play-in seed tournament that they've sort of been stuck in 9-10 seed throughout most of the season. So, Mike, we had a big show on Friday on Dukes and Bell. Sam actually joined us at the start of the show. Then we had uh, CEO Steve Coonan on, as we usually do on Friday. So the delicate balance of making sure that we get the story right and accurate, first and foremost, and then how the the, uh, hosts react to it and how the guests react to it. What did you think of the entire situation?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I thought we did a great job. It, it was great to get Sam Anik on right at the start of your show on Friday because he had the information, he had the article, which as you know, Steve Coonan told you guys later on Friday was mostly accurate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and it matches a lot of what I've heard in the behind the scenes this year. Um, the exact
0: word he used was fair.
1: Yeah, and yeah. yeah, so fair. so we've got to talk about it, right? In a way, it's great content. It, it's it's very very interesting. It's it's um, <laughs> there's a, it, it's pretty incredible, uh, yeah. but, but we have to talk about it and, um, you know, we don't shy away from that just because we have some magic formula that 60% of our content every day has to be football and 20% has to be baseball. So, you know, the other 20% is whatever. And maybe the Hawks are, you know, there's no magic formula. We talked about this, I think last week how the news cycle is always kind of undefeated in being able to give our host content. Uh, this is another example of that. I mean, that's an article that kind of came out of left field on Friday. None of us were expecting it. Mm-hmm. None of us got any kind of leak that it was coming, but what I was really proud of was as soon as it was out, you and Bo were, were booking Sam Anik uh, almost immediately. Um I would venture to guess that we probably had him on before anyone else Mm -hmm. because you guys reacted so quickly to it. Um, You know, this is where Carl, being as well-informed and well-researched as he is, really, really helps us because even though we weren't necessarily expecting the article to come out, I think Carl knew enough about the situation where he had his thoughts all ready to go for how he was going to present his viewpoint at 2 o'clock. I think Mike kind of reacting to it as a fan that had a very, very natural uh, uh, interesting reaction uh, to the information as it came out. So I thought we handled it really well. I was appreciative that Steve Coonan uh, kept his commitment to uh, do the interview with us as he always does at four forty on Friday afternoon. Um, I'm, I'm very grateful that he was willing to do that. I'm not surprised that he did it, but I'm still grateful. Um <laughs> We've run into situations with another team in town where when the going gets tough, uh, sometimes scheduled interviews get canceled for one reason or another. Hmm. So I I was very appreciative of of Steve Coonan and and the Hawks to to keep that commitment. And I thought Carl and Mike did a really good job of not ducking the subject either. They they broached it with him and, and you got what Steve gave you. I think the question now is... They've won two in a row since the article came out. They play again today. I mean, we're recording this before the Hawks play the Heat. So by the time we get to work tomorrow, it could very well be a three-game winning streak. At what point is the Sam Amick story no longer a story anymore? Right. You know, and I I think that's where it becomes a little bit challenging for us because I said the news cycle is undefeated, but the news cycle also moves very quickly and stuff gets old very, very quickly, and it's a little bit unfortunate that the timing of the article was such that our morning show, the Steakhouse, and the Midday Show never had an opportunity to react to it. That was Friday. We're not going to hear from them again until Tuesday. Yep. By then, it's old news, so that that's a little bit unfortunate, and I think that's where social media becomes really, really important, where uh, you know, guys like Fricky and Steak and Andy who and Randy and uh you know Drew and Rusty and, and Sandra, the the people who didn't have an opportunity to react to it in real time on the air, at least have the opportunity to react to it over social media.
0: Yeah. So question for you, not not only as a brand manager, but as Um, you know, somebody who is very familiar with the team, do you feel like it'll eventually get to a point where it's unfair for uh, a host or even just fans to hearken back to an article like this anytime something negative happens with the team? Because that seems to be a growing um, trend, at least on social media, where people take their talking points and they – like John Chuckery says, three to six months in advance, have them have them ready to go. So anytime there's drama or anytime something doesn't go their way or they get on a losing streak, people are going to say, "See, see, see."
1: Yeah, I, 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 that's a really interesting question, uh, and I tend to think that's a little bit lazy. At t- situationally, that can be very lazy. Like it, it to your point, six months from now maybe they, they botch their draft and, and people point back to an article that was written in January. I think that might be a little easy, a little lazy. Uh, I think in the short term, though, it's very much still a, a front-of-mind issue that, by the way, has not been addressed by the people in the article. Right. You know, until, quite frankly, until Tony Ressler and Nick Ressler or Landry Fields or anyone else mentioned in the article address it, we can't let it go. You know, uh, we've only really heard one account of it. So um, I would just say our phone lines are open and our microphone is open if, if anyone mentioned in the article wants to address it. But until it's contextualized and explained, uh, then I, I'm not necessarily sure it is unfair to to bring up a lot of the content that, that was in that article. Um, but a, again, over time, it, it would be unfair. I, and especially, I see this happen a lot, like, you know, in the NFL. Oh, this organization has been run poorly for so many years, and they change everything they do. They, they change all their people. They hire a new GM. They hire, you know, new scouts and personnel people, new coach, everything like that. Uh, and the results don't immediately improve, and it's, uh, ah, see, This organization, they're just a constantly failing organization. Well, the organization has attempted to do something to address that. And yeah, I don't know what the Hawks are going to do, if anything, but uh, I think the Hawks need to be given an opportunity to address it. I think once they do address it, then it would be maybe a little bit unfair to go back to something that has been changed.
0: Mike, you know I'm a Jets fan. I don't appreciate you taking pot shots at my team How did like know? that. How did you know? It's because it's because when you're a Jets fan, you hear those narratives, yep. and the hair on the back of your neck starts tingling. The well, guess what? Start going guess what? Wrong. Giants fans were hearing that narrative too,
1: and now what? You know, well, you can't use it anymore.
0: Yeah, well, how about our very own Greg Giannotti on WFAN this morning going on a tirade against his favorite team the Minnesota Vikings for <laughs> losing to the Giants. That is one uh check that out on odyssey.com. That's all over the place he was. He was a Vikings fan. He is. he has a Vikings how tattoo. How is that even possible? He he has a long he has a diatribe he goes into about wanting to be different and picking the Vikings and not being a Giants fan and Wow, okay. And look where it, look where it gets you, Heartbreak That's City. That's a choice. Yeah, it's a one way t- one way ticket. I know. I know it too well.